Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this, my friends, is a Madness Monday. Wanted to catch up and hang out and have a little chit-chat about the tournament, man. Have a little fun. And we'll see where this takes us over the course of the evening. But first and foremost, that's right, my friends. Let's go ahead and get him up in this piece. The one, the only, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator, MacGuffin. What's up, brother? Dude, I feel like I need Elmo on the uh, <laughs> that meme or whatever where he has fire and just throw my brackets right on. <laughs> yeah, dude, God, you are man. you are not alone. You are not. There are a lot of ugly brackets out there. In fact, Ooh. in fact, I think I have the perfect perfect theme song for uh, virtually everybody's bracket this year. That's yes. right, a little Sanford and Son, man. <laughs> Straight trash, homie. That's what all the brackets are. That's a true story. <laughs> facts. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a lot of red in mind. I mean, I've, I still have some Final Four teams, so I'm not, you know, dead and gone, but it's a lot of red, dude. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Woof. <laughs> I got the butter bracket. <laughs> you know what the I mean? The butter bracket. I got, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I got the butter bracket, man. I've heard of the butter face. I got the butter bracket. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see We'll see if the, you know, somehow the final four components of some of that bail me out. But not so good. But uh, a lot of trash, man. Which, you know, here's the thing, man. You know, part of what makes the, the tournament so great is the randomness of the the first weekend in particular. Things usually settle in and get a little bit more, I mean, in my opinion, things usually settle in and get a little bit more chalky. That doesn't mean you can't have a great run from a team, obviously. I mean, we've lived through George Mason, VCU. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's, yeah. there's always these great stories every couple of years uh, where some team that people don't expect to make a run make a great run to get hot and make it to the Final Four, the Elite Eight, or whatever. But once you get past that opening week, when you got better time to prepare, you know your opponents, you're a little little bit more settled in. I feel like a lot of times the the higher seeds or the you know your one through fives usually lock in a little bit. But uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But either way, what makes it so great is just is the wildness of it, man. The madness of it. There's a reason they call it March Madness, you know. And that's what I think is so great. It's the one and done nature of it. It's these teams that can come in and knock somebody off, kick somebody out. And this year is ripe for that. And I was trying to, and we've had conversation and I'm sure somebody has a better breakdown of it, but you know, it's one thing when, when UVA lost, you go, Oh man, that's rough. Y'all sorry. <laughs> and then you got Purdue getting kicked. You got Arizona getting Das boot. I mean, it just, it felt like this year in particular was very cruel to some of these teams that you, you thought were, were at least going to make it to the Sweet 16 or were capable of getting to the Sweet 16 or winning a game or two. And, right. I mean, it was it's just been wild, man. But there's a certain satisfaction in it. I guess here's the thing. I'm not the kind of person that's like, well, this is what my bracket is, and I'm going to be all mad about it because my bracket's wrong. First of all, most years, most people, your bracket's going to be wrong. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, somebody catches, like, fandom – like your team, if you're a Kansas fan last year, well, of course you won because they won, <laughs> right? Big deal. You know, it's far more interesting. You know, I'm not going to root against the underdog because I have it in my bracket. If the underdog happens to go and stick somebody 
enjoy the moment for what it is because it's phenomenal, right? It's exciting. You know, yeah, if you're a Kansas fan, you're salty. If you're a Duke fan, you're salty. If you're a Purdue fan, God bless, we know your asses are salty. Holy cow, y'all. Arizona fan, sorry. Sorry, Joe Biden. (laughs) 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 Nice bracket there, POTUS. (laughs) But, uh, you know, again, I'm not rooting against, you know, my bracket's my bracket. That's for fun. But that this opening weekend, that four days, you know, it's so fantastic. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are so fantastic, particularly Thursday and Friday. Yes. You know, I mean, people are just going bananas, going out, hanging out at, at bars. I mean, God bless. I took my kids out. We went to uh, Wooden Iron, I think is the name of that, uh, one of the local sports bars around here. Got a bunch of wings, got food. Kids had a good time. We had a good time. It was just nice, man. And I don't think it's really like Logan. <laughs> we haven't played basketball and soccer, you know, but my son's eight. So I'm like, this is March Madness, buddy. Just we're going to sit down. There's all these TVs. There's going to be different games on every TV. I'm like, just buckle up, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just wild. It's like sensory. It's like basketball sensory, sports sensory overload. And it's unique. It's special. And we got a lot of really some, we got a lot of fantastic games. We got a lot of incredible upsets. And we certainly got some moments that are just complete like the hell <laughs> uh, out of some of these games as well. But, you know, again, I, I just think that's what makes the opening week in particular, but just the tournament so special and so enjoyable. And I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to root against that in favor of my bracket. You know mm. what I mean? That's a piece of paper. It's it's great if you do well, but give me the, the drama and the dynamics of the madness in reality. Yes. You know, that, that always, to me, that always takes precedence. Even if you have to fire up the old BHA, a couple of butthurt alerts for your brackets <laughs> and, for, and for everything else, that's okay. I, I can live with Sanford and Son, man. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I can live with that. Give me compelling games. You yeah, know? give me give me great, give me compelling games and great storylines. I just think that's that's way better. That's way better. Yes. Same. Yeah. Uh and, and I guess out of curiosity, I know um Whitfield had <laughs> sent a thing talking about Lamar Jackson and the Colts and I got to tell you I don't see that. I don't see them getting into the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Do you? I mean not really unless Bursey gets really impatient. But you just hired a new coach. Uh, it feels like they want to get a rookie and just start from scratch instead of bringing in retreads every year. If his goal is to see what happens this year and to potentially tank for next year, you're not bringing in Lamar. No, nah. that's for sure. I mean, they've dark uh, they, they dark horse the Patriots as a as a candidate for Lamar Jackson. I'm just like, mm, mm, mm. yeah, I'm not sure. I see that. I, Bill Belichick says we're on to the draft. So yeah. Fair well, enough. Let's move right along. There you go. <laughs> right along. Right along. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get him up in this piece. That's right. He gets the song that we referenced last week. The one, the only, <laughs> the fantasy failhorn, a.k.a. Matthew Philip West, four-banger Whitfield. What's up, bro? <laughs> click, click, pull. Yeah, that's right. Click, click, pull. <laughs> the click, click, pull-out method. You know all about it. <laughs> yes. yes, that's why I have no kids. <laughs> I'm smart. 
That's one word for it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, how you feeling? Shoot, shoot, run. <laughs> shoot, shoot, run. Oh, Lord. So how are you feeling at this point? Now, we recorded before Rogers had his, you know, uh, chat with Pat McAfee uh, last Wednesday. But how are you feeling about the whole Rogers, Packers, Jets kind of scenario at the moment? Because I'll, I'll tell you, I feel like the, the Packers are digging their heels in. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one thing to try to get better compensation. But at some point, if Jordan Love is your dude and you're moving on, just move on. Just move mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? Get it done. Get get him gone. Move on to the next chapter and just focus on that. I know you want good compensation. I'm not arguing against trying to squeeze a little bit. But at some point it becomes just a big bag of petty, right? Well, I think the big holdup is the Packers are digging in and they want to win this year. And the Jets don't want to do it. No, well, the Jets They got should, that 13th pick. Yeah, the, they Jet, can go the Jets up, should yeah. not give up their 13th pick. I, I don't – if you, they want to give up a second this year and like a – Additional first next a, year. Like a third that could become a second or a first next year, depending on what Rodgers does. That I think, you know – that's reasonable because if it's mm-hmm. if it's a one year rental, you don't want to give it the thirteenth for a one year rental. And uh, I mean, Rodgers is he he's old enough that you look at this and you go, okay, two years feels doable, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know about beyond that, and people are going to get a little skewed by what Tom Brady did. But most people aren't going to play as long as Brady as Brady did. It's just not it's just not in the cards for most people, right? Because you have to want it. You got to stay healthy, right? But you got to want it because it's a lot of work and it's hard to do, particularly once you're in your 40s. I mean, that's just, it's incredible. You know, it's incredible. So, you know, credit to him for doing that. But you can't look at Rodgers and say, well, you know, we got five years. You don't know that. No. That, that's you not that, three that, years at the max. I would say, yeah, three years tops. But I would, I would say if you can get two years out of Rodgers, and he holds up. I mean, that's a, that's another critical component of this is the body has to, you know what I mean? It's one thing for the mind to be willing. The body has to be willing, right? And you mm-hmm. just don't know how, how people's bodies are going to start breaking down at that age. So I'd like to believe that last year was a little bit of an aberration with the thumb, et cetera. Oh, I agree. But you don't know. So I think it's really hard to give up the 13th. I, I, that's a pretty rich ask for a one-year rental. Now, if they want to do conditionals based on – performance playtime whatever i could see that uh that to me feels more relevant uh and maybe the jets would be more amenable to that but i would certainly think a second this year is very doable and then you have a conditional maybe again a third that could be a second or be a first next year of course if you're the jets what you're hoping is that rogers comes in and that he's good and your team is good and so if it's a first it's a late first and i'd be much more willing to give that up um, as opposed to giving up the the thirteenth, that's just that that's a that's a pretty big price to pay, and I think they're willing to pay it to get him. Let me rephrase that. I think they're willing to pay a big price to get him, but I just don't think that's a reasonable expectation. Now, had it been last year, you, maybe you could have gotten that out of somebody. I mean, you think about what Denver got or what Denver paid for Russell Wilson, uh, which was a lot, but it's not last year. Right, so you have the performance of last season, you have the injuries, and 
quite frankly, Rogers is old enough and he's had enough of this, you know, I'm thinking about it, I'm close to retirement, whatever. And quite frankly, if he was 90% retired going into his darkness retreat, you don't know what, I mean, you're, you're, you have to treat Rogers year to year. Well, the thing about it with Rogers before what he believed was told and everything go, was that go into the retreat, we'll touch base when you get out. And, and from what I'm gathering off of McAfee is he went in there. Well, I mean, uh, in his mind, he, he was going to retire. And then he comes out, texts a couple of friends and everything. And they're like, dude, they moved on. And then, I mean, so he, what he was saying well, was, was what they were saying. Yeah. yeah so pissed. what they were saying publicly was what wasn't what they were saying privately. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, so this is, this is almost like a revenge tour. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. The competitive fires, I would say him feeling, you know, and, and look, people can argue about this all they want. It, it, it's a matter of our perception of his perception. Right. Right. But I would say, you know, what was it? Ted Thompson said he's a complicated fella. Okay, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was the line, wasn't it? He's a complicated yep. fella. Look, it, I, th- I think Rodgers wanted to retire as a Packer. Uh, we had plenty of discussions about the drafting of Jordan Love anyway. They're clearly, they need to make a decision and they need to make a commitment of some sort. And maybe what they wanted last year and this year, and they tried to, you know, kind of pay their way through that. They want some certainty, Right. They want they want to move forward in a, in a specific manner, and they weren't going to get that out of Rodgers because he's year to year. Well, you need to make it. You need to make a call. They made the call. It's Jordan Love o'clock, and I get it. I understand it. Clearly, Rodgers understands. It. I'm not saying he agrees with it, but I think Rodgers understands it. However, where I believe there's a pretty big disconnect, and I don't think Rodgers is entirely wrong. Here and for people that listened to or watched the segment with McAfee, one of the real big takeaways from that is saying, "Okay, you've made your decision. You want to move to Jordan Love? Then, you know, help me get out of here without being dicks about it." I mean, that's not what he said, right? But that's what I got out of it when he's talking about, you know, look, I've given you 15 years. I'm arguably the best player you've had. And people can certainly debate that. For some people, it's going to be far. For some people, it'll be Bart Starr. Whatever, man. But realistically, from a statistical longevity, production, he did get a Super Bowl. He's certainly in the conversation as, you know, who's one of the greatest Packers ever. He's in that conversation, right? And when he advocated for older players that got maybe cut or Das Boot later in their careers, you know, he's advocating for these players and their treatment by organizations. Now, the flip side is there is a business side, and at some point organizations are going to make business decisions. But Deion Sanders understands it's a business decision, right? Sometimes players are old. Sometimes players are hurt. Sometimes players aren't worth the contract you're paying them. So you pull the plug, you move on. It's painful, right? The end of careers, the latter stages of careers in the NFL for stars that are on the decline rarely end well where everybody's happy most people aren't going to get the john elway exit but was jordy you know they're just i'm just saying they're not and you think about some of the players that he's advocated for and that he's seen kind of make their exits i really think what he wanted is to say look you want to move on 
Jordan Love's a good dude. I understand. I love the fan base. I love the team. He definitely – I don't think he loves Gutekunst at all. But I think, I, I think he appreciates no. the fans. He said his goodbyes. And basically he's saying, I just, just get me – you know, I want to play with the Jets. I was mostly retired. Then all these rumors started blowing up. You know, they've clearly lit a competitive fire in him that should, I would say, carry him two seasons, right? The revenge tour should be good for a season or two. I think two is is reasonable. But, you know, don't sit here and just dig in your heels and be difficult about the exit. And we had the same, a similar conversation when it was Brett's time, which if you're going to move to Rodgers, move to Rodgers, have a reasonably graceful exit for Favre as an acknowledgement of what he did, how long he played, what he meant to the franchise. It doesn't have to be filled with friction. Now, Favre had some drama. Some of that was on him. Rogers, I mean, he Rogers flat has out some, retired. I know. Well, that's because they wanted a 100% commitment and he, and he couldn't do it. You know, and then obviously him showing back up when the way that he did kind of forced their hands. Rogers, I don't. Rogers wants to move on. Right. And it's just. How, how how much do we want to see the Packers dig in their heels? Now, look, you and I are both Packers fans, and I, you know, Rodgers is a little high maintenance. I'm not I'm not saying that to hold that against them. I'm just saying he's a complicated fella, right? But if you want to move on, move on. You know, move on. And, I and, mean, this is going to happen before draft night. Well, we'll it's gonna, it's got I to. would hope. I mean, I would hope. I would hope. But just get it done. Get them gone. Move on to the next chapter. I don't. I don't know. Like, how much of a benefit are you? Are, are both or are the Packers going to derive from being difficult about Rodgers? Now, part part of me says I think this is Gutekunst saying, you know what, you were a pain in the ass the past couple of seasons, so now you can suck it, buddy, right? Because that's what it feels like. That's why I said, you mm-hmm. know, it feels like there's a little. There's some pettiness here, um, but pettiness isn't always productive. You want to move to Jordan Love? Move to Jordan Love. Work for reasonable compensation. Get it done. Get him gone. Get on to the next chapter. Because, because look, it, after he retires, five years after he retires or whatever, he'll be back. They'll retire his jersey. They'll put him up in the ring of honor, whatever. People will clap, and they'll be happy for him. But at the moment, it's a little bit of raw emotions. But just get it done. Get it done. Get him gone and get on to the next chapter, man. You know. Hey, by the way, yeah, Kirk Cousins is a free agent after next year. Hey, look, we joked around about that last week. Or maybe it was two weeks ago. Wouldn't that be funny if? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, by the way, uh, in reference to the Redskins, man, what was that thing you were saying you were bring up about him and uh, Redskins or Magic? I, Magic Johnson. Oh, and the Redskins. so all right. So with Magic Johnson, so there's some chatter going around. This is all in the Twitterverse and some of the boards that Magic Johnson is part of the ownership group. For this bid now there's a lot of rumors nothing's been confirmed yet so there's still a lot of speculation but most people believe it's the harris group uh bidding that's gonna uh that has won the bid again there's no there's no perfect confirmation of anything so who knows maybe it's still bezos i mean who knows um at some point we'll get proper confirmation about what all of this is until then a little bit of speculation but it, I did find it interesting uh, the other day, maybe it was yesterday, earlier today, there's some stuff coming out about Magic Johnson being part of one of the, uh, part of this ownership group. And what you're referencing, which I thought was a kind of a neat, fun factoid, I'm going through some of these tabs to find it, because there's a neat little story about that. 
God bless. Where is this thing? I didn't know we were going to talk Ooh. about that this quickly. <laughs> so I had that. Well, I was thinking about it. You totally remind me. So I'm doing what I was told. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, no. I, so while you're looking for that, if, if Rodgers is traded after June 1st, the Packers take a 15.8 hit this year and then 24 next year. If he's traded before June 1st, then it's $40 million this year. Well, I. I think the thing with that is that can be designated. That doesn't necessitate the trade. To that can be designated June third yeah. trade. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I, I, that's that's not really hampering it. That's all like accounting purposes stuff. All right. So here's the deal. I had to go back and I found that the tweet number one is the Matt from John Kahn. They had the uh, sources saying Magic's in the group that's bidding on the Commanders. And, you know, I said before, kind of pre-podcast, and we were just kind of chit-chatting and warming up a little bit, that, uh, you know, Magic Johnson, for whatever you might think about, you've got his career as a basketball player, and then you have his career as a businessman, and he's been very successful. Yes, he now, has. You, you might be critical about maybe his time with personnel decisions. You, you can argue about that all you want, but he's made a lot of very prudent investments. He's certainly had uh, Magic on and off the court, okay? Very shrewd businessman. So one of the stories that I thought was pretty cool. So Magic was drafted in 1979, and you know who had a hand in drafting him was Jack Kent Cook huh. in his final year of owning the Lakers. Of course, Jack Kent Cook owned which team? The Redskins. The Washington Redskins. Mm -hmm. So there's all these interesting stories about Jack Kent Cook hosting Johnson in the lead up to the draft and – um, having dinner with them and these other, there's lots of interesting stories, but it's one of those things that you go, Oh, well, that's kind of neat. And so this one person said, well, it's kind of ironic that magic was drafted in 79 by Jack and cook in his final year of hunting the Lakers. Um, uh, so it would be kind of a neat little, little story for him to be involved with purchasing in the group, you know, in the ownership group, taking over the former, the, the team formerly known as the Redskins, the Washington commanders, which I hope they changed the name. They could call them the Washington Showtime. I'd feel better about that than Commanders. My God. Anywho, th there's your rando, rando little fun factoid, little nugget that I thought was unusual and just kind of interesting. It is kind of weird, though, because like last week it was like, oh, well, Michael Jordan is apparently selling his blah, 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 blah. And so people are like, is Jordan involved in this ownership group? What's going on? <laughs> so... I don't know, man. We'll we'll see how that shakes out. Again, uh, there's no absolute confirmation, but most of the chatter has been about Harris and that ownership group. But uh, there were there was chatter that you know Bezos was signing some documentation uh, last week or the other week as part of some processes. So uh, until it's announced, I, I don't quite know what to make of it. I think the most important thing is that the team is getting sold, right? That, that's God. the most important thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God. Sell the team. Send Dan Snyder off across the pond. Get rid of him. Let Please. him buy. Let him buy a soccer team or some kind of crap. Um, get him out of here. Get the team sold and rename and rebrand that thing. Because Commanders is a crap name to boot. You know, I mean, gross. Straight trash, homie. It is straight trash, homie. Set that thing on fire. If you think my bracket is on fire, <laughs> right? You know. Just, just get him out of here. 
So, uh, although uh, Matt, you and I were talking the other night, and and I said, uh, I think we were joking around, and it was like, can you imagine if, uh, like they they sell the team, right? They get this done, and then Snyder's wife divorces <laughs> them, right? And it's like, all right, give me that three bill, yo. <laughs> oh, see ya, see you later, asshole. <laughs> and then she turned, and then she uh, becomes a minority owner. Yeah, yeah. Then she was like a minority owner with uh with another team, or bought the. Charlotte Hornets or something goofy. Yeah, it'd be, it would just be crazy. I don't know, man. I just, I'm so ready for that guy to be gone. And uh, the other night, just reading about these things, as some of this information started to leak and people are starting to post stories about um, there just being traction with the sale. I was just desperately just like, I'm like refreshing this feed, this feed, this feed, this feed, that feed, kind of looking for a little bit more information. Didn't get any confirmation. Again, just nuggets and rumors and that kind of deal. But, you know, again, the, I, I think the if, if you're any if you're a person that cares about the Washington franchise or grew up with the Redskins or rooted for them, you're just hoping that Snyder is gone and the sale goes through. And if you get that, hopefully whoever owns this franchise next is competent and puts a good product on the field and can get a stadium built. Harris, I mean, look. At least he's got DC connections. You'd like to believe that there, that that would be an asset. And there's a lot of opportunity space with getting a, a new stadium built. Obviously, there's a lot of, of red tape with that. Uh, but there's a tremendous amount of opportunity space. The, the The Washington franchise is a legacy franchise in the NFL, and you're talking about trying to build a stadium like right at the seat of power of the nation. You know, the nation's capital. I mean, that's a tremendous draw, you know, yep. for lobbying, for leverage, for connections, for business purposes, for hobnobbing and being, you know, just what kissing butt with a whole bunch of power brokers. I mean, it, that that's a hell of a thing. Kissing babies and slapping backs. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's a hell of a thing. And whoever takes this over um, is going to have a lot of goodwill out of the gate. Right, and we'll see what what they do mm-hmm. with that kind of political capital. And this that's a fan base. This is a fan base that is is just dormant and laying in the weeds, dude. And when that mofo Dan Snyder is gone, I'm telling you, man, you're gonna see so many people come back and go to games. It's it's gonna be crazy, and mm. and it's gonna be nuts, dude. They will they, there will be impromptu parades, you know. Uh, up in D.C. just getting that guy out of here. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. Party at Green's house. Right? Yes. I, yeah. Like, I would totally have a party here. I think I would put the uh, the Redskins-Bills Super Bowl, I'd set a projector up and just play that. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. I think I have that on VHS and on DVD. <laughs> so, although we could probably find a streaming source, man. Yeah. We, we we can do some 90s throwbacks just for good measure. That'd be great. Anyway, all right. We spent, <laughs> I thought we'd be all knee deep in the tournament right now when we spent a fair amount of time talking about the dumpster fire that is Dan Snyder. It's pretty gross, but just get him out. Get him out, get him out, get him gone. And, um, roll out. Yeah, roll out. Roll yeah, out. Seriously. 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 Just get him out, get him gone, man. That'll make me happy. If, if, if let me tell you, if that's the last episode of Ted Lasso season three, I'll be happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Snyder shows up to buy a team. 
I'll take that. <laughs> That'll be a win. Anyway. Mm. All right, Shannon, Mr. Kentucky fan, let me ask you, bro. Yeah. Let me ask you, how does the tournament sit with you? Um, Go with Kentucky first. Kentucky, uh, first game. I mean, Oscar Toshibwe, just tremendous. Uh, Kid can rebound with anybody. I I, I worry about his offensive game at the next level. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got exposed there in that Kansas State game pretty well because he just – he he can't dribble, man. And every time he tried to put that ball on the floor, he he either got it stolen or poked away. He he's got to be either catch and shoot or catch, make sure nobody's coming near him. Then he can start his dribble. Mm. But the first three halves of play, he had ten rebounds in each half, which is crazy, right? Right. Like some guys may get that a game, and he's averaging over. Uh, the first game he had twenty five or twenty six rebounds, and Ooh. this one I think he had eighteen. I think he was like two short of having all four halves of ten plus rebounds. I felt bad for Antonio Reeves in the second game. Mm-hmm. That kid had been on fire the last six weeks. Uh, he was a big reason why Kentucky got into the tournament because January they were not sure if they were going to make the tournament and. He caught fire, but yeah. when you go 0 for 14, bro, bruh, 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 bruh. I mean, that's that's, that's tough sled. Th- there, there's cold, and then there's ice cold. I think he hit a shot at the end to finally make one, but it's like if he had gone like three of 14 and hit like three threes, it's a different story, you know? Yeah. But that, that one hurt. Uh, Jacob Toppin didn't have his best game um, against Kansas State. But credit that team, man. Credit Kansas State. Man, uh, credit Noel. Holy Noel, crap. 5-8 freaking wrecking ball in that game, dude. Muggsy Bugs lives, man. I'm telling you. Um, but that kid, wow. That, that, that kid took that challenge on, and uh, he balled out. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see Kentucky take him more into the post, especially with Casey Wallace being Kentucky's point guard and being like, I think six, four, mm-hmm. like that's such a, I know they did it a bunch of times, but I mean, that that's a mismatch on the offensive end. You got to take in You're there. You're supposed to use your size to your advantage. Absolutely. What did, did you tell Purdue that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Fairly Dickinson actually, you know, Fairly Dickinson actually called in Bob Knight <laughs> to give them a peps a pep talk before the game. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, I think and I, I think I tweeted. Sportsber- yes, yeah, I think I, I think I tweeted that. Hold on, let me see what let me see if I can. I have our Twitter feed pulled up somewhere. <laughs> oh my god, that's a that's a great reference. You and I were cracking up over that. <laughs> oh Lord! Anytime, anytime you start dropping some Bob Knight blast, you know it's gonna get feisty. Oh yeah, here you go, unreal. Yeah, this is the tweet: 16 seed FDU taking down one seed Purdue. Bob Knight approves this absolute chaos. Now I'm tired of this shit. I'm sick and fucking tired of an eight and ten record. I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to fuck around this week. Now you may be, but I'm not. Now I'm gonna fucking guarantee you that if we don't play up there Monday night, you ain't gonna believe the next four fucking days. Woo! Now 
Yeah, man. Well, F- FDU, bro, they stuck Purdue on the on the fuck around and find out kind of thing, right? Bro. <laughs> Oh, you yes, also they did. also their whiteboard. Uh, look, there's two there's two whiteboards that didn't survive. Number one was uh, the one that was in uh, Izzo's hands that didn't survive, no. and the whiteboard that was in Purdue's locker room did not survive. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's amazing that Purdue <laughs> hits the boards after the game in the locker room instead of during the wow. game. Wow, wow, that's great. That's great. That's almost as good as uh. As uh, Edie getting the getting that ball bouncing right into his face. <laughs> Come on, dude! You are you are seven four, homie. You can't have your hands up ready for that read. <laughs> that ball bounced off the rim, off the backboard, and just smacked him right in the face, right in the face, man. Uh, Peyton Manning improves that. Anyway, um, yeah, Jason <laughs> Well, you know who else approves that? You said <coughs> balls. Al Roker, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, so uh, we did have a lot of upsets, right? So, I, look, I know you're disappointed with the ultimate outcome for Kentucky. I don't know how deep of a run you thought they could make. Um, I had them going to Sweet 16 and then losing that round, so yeah. I only had them like one, short. one more round. Yeah, yeah, one short. That's that's not too bad. Nah, but yeah, it, it, it's tough. But uh, you know, again, this it, this is one of those things with the tournament. When you if you take your fandom out, there's just certain teams or certain players. You're like, oh, fifth year senior, that's great. You're having this moment, or you know, Furman, uh, good for y'all. You know, sticking at the UVA, <laughs> right. FDU taking down Purdue. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. There's, there's, there's something that's just fantastic about some of that. Speaking of fifth year seniors in yeah. Furman and Virginia, mm-hmm. bro, <laughs> what are we doing? Ow. What are we doing right. on that pass, Clark? Like, all right, all right. So let 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 let's let's talk about some of these things. We had a we had a lot of dramatic games to be yes. to be sure. Okay, I will say this. All right, there's only four former champion teams remaining in the tournament. UCLA, mm-hmm. UConn, mm-hmm. Arkansas, yep. Michigan State. That's it. Yep. All right. So there's there's a reasonable reasonable <laughs> chance somebody that's never won is going to win. Although, I will say, and you know I don't like Michigan State. I don't. But I will say Michigan State, given what that school and campus and university went through with the shooting – that's a that's story. that's a hell of a story, yeah. And you know that Izzo basically he had a line saying he like he doesn't just love, like he doesn't love Michigan State. He lives Michigan State. Mm. Uh, it was a hell of a line. I've got to paraphrase because I don't have the quote the direct quote right in front of me. But basically, you know, I mean that university is his life. You know, and you think about what they went through again as a university, and you know, I mean it's a tragic situation, obviously. And they've had a lot of, they've had adversity this year that a lot of teams don't face. So there would be something very dramatic about that storyline um, if they can make a deep run. Okay, the last time the Sweet Sixteen contained four or fewer former champions was 1999, and that year it was Duke, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Kentucky. So. It's an interesting year. 
But do keep in mind that from the Sweet 16 on, Izzo was 18 and 6 lifetime. Right? Michigan State's dangerous, dude. Yeah. Michigan State's dangerous. Creighton, I'm fascinated by. Uh, if they can put it together. And I, I don't know. I think the easy thing is to go, oh, you know, Alabama, low hanging fruit. They're just going to steamroll people. Maybe. But uh, UConn beat, you know, handled them earlier this season. So it's not like, you know, they can't get got. Right. So I, I think there's some nice storylines in the Sweet 16 and going forward. But I, I, I would certainly argue that Michigan State, I don't know that they have enough. But I think Michigan State would be a tremendous story. I don't, you know, I don't have any affinity for the Spartans, uh, but I do have a lot of respect for Izzo, uh, and that would be that would be pretty cool. That'd yeah, the quote, cool. Justin, you were pretty on point with that. Is I don't like the place, I don't love the place, I live the place. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's a there hell of a. Go. I mean, it's a hell of a line. Yeah, it's a hell of a line. Um, I mean, in Michigan State, if they're shooting them threes, they're going to be hard to stop. Well, look, he's going to put them in in good positions to be successful. And, yeah, sure, if they're hitting threes and and turning the team over the way they did. Look, if a team gets hot, if a team gets hot, they're playing with purpose. They're capable of, of way more than maybe you expect. And the thing is to have a a coach like that, and yep. a, and a team that's you know is going to be well coached and and play and just they know how to handle this, and they they also have all this the, the just off field <laughs> adversity, right? There's something to pull for there, and there's something to come together for there beyond just the game. So that's an extra layer of motivation that most other teams and people and players don't have. It doesn't mean they're going to get that storybook ending. And that doesn't it would be a tre- it would be tremendous. I think it's a lot to ask from that team. I'm just saying they're not going to be an easy out. And if you're going to go <laughs> if you're going to knock Michigan State out, you're going to have to earn that <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Going to earn that dub, man. You got you got to earn that dub and they're capable of getting on a run. They're capable of getting on a run. And it, it would be, and I probably shouldn't even go here, but it would it would be weird in kind of an, I don't know, it, it, given everything that's happened with Alabama and Miller, it would be weird if Alabama and Michigan State met. Just saying. There's some, yeah. That, it, that would be weird, yeah. That, that would be kind of an awkward yet compelling storyline. Uh, given just what happened with Michigan State and what's going on with Alabama related to guns, however, you know what I mean. It's it, that would that would be wild. But buckle up a little bit. Uh, we'll see what Michigan State's got in the tank. But uh, again, you know, I'm I'm not a Michigan State fan. Y'all y'all know that. I generally tell you, Michigan State can kick rocks. Uh, so it would be very awkward for me to be like, you know what? I'm pulling for Michigan State and Izzo. <laughs> I don't think I can go that far, but I will say I think that would be a hell of a story. And really, at this point, once once fandom's out of it, give me compelling, give me story, 
give me great basketball, but give me a great story. And, right. and, and I'd love that. Creighton making a run would be neat for sure. Flipping what back, about Princeton? Princeton making a Well, they've already made their run. If they have more in the tank, good for them. We'll get to Princeton. We'll get to Princeton because they deserve some gloss for what they've done. Uh, as far as UVA, man, uh, UVA loves some drama, dude. My God, that team. Uh, tight game with Furman. And, you know, Kihei Clark, I have watched the end of that game sequence so many times. And there, there's so many <laughs> – it's like – just it feels like there's a, a, like a million different ways that could have played out. And it was like, you know what I mean? Like, Doctor Strange is like, all right, we're in the multiverse. Let me look at all the possibilities here. Yeah. And, and we got the we got the absolute worst one for UVA, dude. You know what I mean? It's so crazy to me. And for Kihei Clark, who has had a really good career, you know, I, I took uh, – w- we went to the senior day at UVA. Uh, they were playing Louisville. So Logan was with us. I was with uh, Sarah's dad. And Logan, that was his first college basketball game. And senior day was great, man. They whooped up on Louisville. The crowd gave the seniors a bunch of love. Kihei Clark got a lot of love. It, it, it was fun, man. It was a really good experience. And uh, of all the things that I expected in that game, Kihei Clark having arguably the worst pass and brain fart of the tournament was not one of them. I mean, there's a time and a place to go Leroy Jenkins. Oh, my God, dude. On that pass, that was not the time nor the place. That was not the time. Not the place. I'm more like how. You know, how. How. (laughs) How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. Uh, The way that that played out is how you F that up. I mean, again, it's wild to me because they, you know, they really had that game won. They had, they had a timeout. They have the ball. And when Kihei Clark got it, he could have run. He, he didn't have to retreat to the corner. Nope. He could have gone any number of other directions. And when he was in the corner, like, there was a UVA dude across the court wide. from him that was wide open oh. and uncovered. And... I don't know why he didn't pass it to him. I don't know why he didn't run with the ball. I don't know or why he didn't you know, call timeout. I don't know why he didn't call timeout. I mean, it's it's like there, there's just there's this myriad of other possibilities that all make that are all defensible and make sense. Other than what he did, it's like he panicked, and it's it's just not what you expect out of. Somebody that I mean, he's he's won more games as a Cavalier than anybody else. I mean, it's the absolute worst case outcome scenario, and it was self inflicted. Yeah. I mean, you give credit to Furman; they outscored UVA thirty to seventeen over the final eleven minutes of that game. All right, so you give Furman credit for that, for sure. But for Kihei Clark to miss miss the free throw, that was tough. Miss the free throw. And then throwing that ball away, Furman not only gets that ball that he chucks up with a wing and a prayer. Look, it, it, what were there, about seven seconds left? You're not burning seven seconds off with that throw. Nope. <laughs> You're not. So, and, and, and Shannon, and I, you, you and I talked about this. Uh, maybe if he was that panicked, if he didn't call the timeout, 
I would imagine that Tony Bennett said, hey, man, look, if you get in trouble, call a timeout. <laughs> like, right, you'd like to believe that Tony Bennett's smart enough that he would have coached him to say, hey, this we got a timeout, do this. If something goes wrong, call a timeout, man. We'll reset it. And I, I don't know if maybe Tony Bennett could have just called a timeout when he saw him in the corner. I don't know. It didn't happen, obviously. Kihei Clark launches that ball. Furman gets that. Uh, they end up hitting the three. They take the lead. I mean, it was just incredible. Uh, Dan Patrick said that that Furman player had missed 15 straight three-pointers before hitting that three. I know he he missed his other three-point attempts in that game, his, his, uh, his first three-point attempts in that game. I don't know about the 15, but DP's crew was all over that one. Hell of a time to hit one, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. If you're going to pick your moments, pick the moment where it matters the most. You know, I mean, just that's just insane, man. But it was a it was a rhythm shot, and that's that's all you can ask in that situation. Yeah. Like if you're Furman, is you get a steal and you get a shot that's in rhythm and not forced, and you he drained it. And like I, I'm at uh, I was meeting with some of the guys. I had to go back before and between uh, Katie's tennis match that day, mm-hmm. but I was there to witness that, and the cr- place went bonkers. Oh, of course. Oh, the place was crazy. And we had, like, a table next to us that was all about UVA, and they were just, you know, the Surrender Cobra, all the whole table. <laughs> Surrender <laughs> Cobra? Yeah. Yeah, I guess and so. Were, and we were just kind of sitting there like, what are you doing? Yeah. Not, like, that end sequence was so bad, it made me think of that completely trash-tacular Raiders-Patriots ending with a lateral from hell, <laughs> where Jacoby... You know what I mean? Like, because you're like, yeah. what are you doing? I think that was... Was it Jacoby Myers that threw it back to Mac Jones? And it ended up... Chandler Jones got it, and then yeah. stiff-armed or ran over Mac Jones and went in for the touchdown. I mean, I have seen a lot of crazy things happen in games. I don't think I've ever seen a game end in that kind of fashion where you're just like, what are you doing, bro? Like you just want to yell at him. And it just, I don't know. Maybe his last NIL deal was uh throwing a game to get some money. I, I don't know, dude. I, I have seen, oh, no. I'm just kidding. I have seen some <laughs> awful outcomes in, you know, you watch enough sports, you know, soccer, football, baseball. I mean, you, you know, you end up seeing some pretty wild endings in games, but that one just seemed at what was it? Emmett Smith would say impossible. I mean that, uh, th- yeah, like that was, un- that was impossible. And you get, as always, Kevin Harlan has just phenomenal reactions yes. to these things. One of my favorite calls is just Harlan going to town and about falling out of his chair <laughs> during yeah. this call. Here you go. Yes. We did just see what we think we just saw, which was a bunch of crap. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. Mm. By the way, like, I know it'll be sad that Nance is retiring, but can y'all please move Harlan up to your A-team? Can we get that? Dude, 
Him or Iron Eagle, dude. I love both of those guys. Oh my like, god! Can you imagine? Either way, can we can we way. get a game with both of those guys? Yes. <laughs> How crazy would that be? Please. Throw in Gus Johnson just for shiggles. Oh my lord! I don't think we could handle all that screaming. Just as long as it ain't Avery Johnson. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Love the dude, but not a fan of the. Uh, yeah, not a fan of the commentating, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. So, yeah. you know what's crazy, though, is as awful as that loss was by UVA, by the time Princeton takes out Arizona and FDU takes out Purdue, like you're almost like, thanks, y'all, for taking some of the heat off of UVA for that disastrous loss. Yeah, no kidding. And, and look, here's the thing. You can make fun of UVA all you, all, all you want. Right, but they got a chip. They yes. got one, so yeah, they ate. They ate it against UMBC, but people forget that they had lost a player right before that game. Yeah, their best player, their best player. So I, I'm not saying that justifies it, but there's at least a little asterisk on what they were going through, and you give credit to UMBC for that for sure. I don't know how you explain what FDU did to Purdue. Right. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it, the thing, and, you know, look, Tobin Anderson, the head coach of, of FDU, this is his first season. They were, yeah. they were four and 22 last year, dude. Four and 22. All right. They were 23 and a half point underdogs. This is the largest upset in NCAA tournament history. FDU is the first Northeast Conference. Who even knows what the hell the Northeast Conference is? They didn't even win it. No, they didn't even win it. They did not even win it. They got the automatic bid despite losing their conference championship to Merrimack because Merrimack was transitioning to D1 and were ineligible to go to the tournament. So Purdue essentially lost to the 17th seed. Like, right? I mean, that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. How does Edie not have a single shot in the last nine minutes of that game? He had I, I, he had one field goal attempt in the final thirteen minutes and thirty seconds of that game. I can't tell you how I, how, I, how can you not scheme something for him? Just throw the ball up. He'll well, it may hit him in the head. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. Given that <laughs> rebound, it might end up smacking him <laughs> off the face. Um, but, but look, yeah. Purdue, the 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 second number one seed to ever go down to a sixteen again. UVA taken out by UMBC a couple years back, and and Twitter, you know, UMBC was having a field day on Twitter. You know, uh, reaching out to FDU, joining in the club, I suppose. There you go. Um, and I think there was like a women's team that also beat a one seed, and they were kind of like, "Yeah, oh, we were first. And we'd have to check with Mark. He would know that one. Yeah, Mark would know, yeah, but Mark he's getting his beauty sleep right now. Uh, well, Mark, I think, had to shut it down after Stanford got taken out by Ole Miss. Oh, on the women's bracket. I think it was tough. Uh, look, Tobin Anderson had that line after their first four win, and he said something like, "The more I watch Purdue, the more I think we can beat them. Let's go shock the world." Well, yeah. they did. They did. they did. You know, I had to laugh in my Facebook feed. I, I saw an article with Purdue, and they were like, oh, we feel disrespected by that line. And I'm like, what the hell is he supposed to tell his team? Like, no. sorry, guys, good run, but we're screwed. Yeah, we're screwed. Like, no. What do you expect the guy to say? 
I, I'm so tired of like these teams and players going, oh, we're disrespected. No. He's just trying what, to make sure his guys have confidence. You know how you solve that? You show up and play. Or throw the ball to Edie so he can dunk it. Well, look, I mean, it, it, he had people all, you know, nuts to butts to him, right? He had people all over him. But the thing was, I mean, look, he's seven foot four. Are you telling me that you couldn't have lobbed the ball up to him with his outstretched arms in a position to just do a, a layup or a dunk? Yeah. I mean, I think the tallest FDU guy is six seven. Yeah, just hold your arm like like you do with kids. You hold the ball like you hold the arm up, and they can't get to it. That's, that's what Edie can do. Yeah. Except or, some of those guys could probably jump up and get it. But that's, yeah, maybe. You know, but I there. mean, either either way, well, if if they're taking him out, it, it's just somebody got to step up. Th- there's there's enough there. If they're committing two people to Edie, you're telling me if two are on one, there's not something else that's open. And some of this has to be on Matt Painter. Oh my gosh! Yes, some of it has to be on Painter. Hundred percent on him. Lord knows how much that fan base is going to take Painter to task for this loss. They've had a couple of tough losses. Look, UVA, again, I want to thank Purdue for taking some of the heat off of the Who's. I appreciate that. UVA has lost six times as a top five seed in the round of 64 since 1985. That's more than any other team. Okay? UVA has had a couple of rough spots here. But at least they got a chip. And you, you can bag on them losing to UMBC and some of the other losses they they've had uh for sure and they deserve they deserve some heat you know and they had again I will tell you they had that game against Furman one they blew that up by 12 in the second half up they, by 4 with 19 seconds like they blew that you give yeah. credit to Furman UVA blew that for sure okay yeah. they did but what Purdue what Purdue was done I mean, all that size advantage. Come on, man! Not being able to scheme something with, given Edie's getting double teamed all over the place, you can't scheme something out of that. Nothing. Just Ma- run a high low. Matt Painter, fifth loss versus a double digit seed in the NCAA tournament. They lost to. They also <laughs> lost to a thirteen seed North Texas in twenty twenty one. But at, at some point, bro. That <laughs> you got, you got, you need some in, some reflection there. You know what I mean? Like, what was that SNL skit with? Uh, you know, gosh darn it, I'm good enough. Was it Stuart Smiley or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Stuart Smiley. <laughs> I'm good enough. I'm smart I'm enough. Smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I'm tall enough. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's uh, that that to me feels like Purdue just flat out got out coached. Daily affirmations yeah, with Stuart Smiley. Yeah. That's it. Well, there you go. Nice. And the best one was when they had Michael Jordan on there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's Oh, my God, dude. That was all time. And he might Michael Jordan look in the mirror. Look, look, what? I'm good enough. I'm smart I totally enough. forgot about that. Yeah. Dude, that's an all-timer. And gosh darn it, people like me. And the look on Jordan's face was priceless. And the whole crowd was just eating it up. Michael Jordan, Stewart, Small. Oh my go. gosh, dude. That's oh. and that was yeah. <laughs> I deserve 
good thing. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse <laughs> to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. <laughs> Where is my... <laughs> Let's just get to Michael Jordan. Let's see. I'll just... Yeah. Say, hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. <laughs> I don't have to be a great basketball player. I don't have to be a great basketball player. <laughs> I don't have to dribble the ball fast or throw the ball into the basket. <laughs> I don't have to dribble the ball fast or throw the ba ball in the basket. Because all I have to do is be the best Michael I can be. All I have to do is be the best Michael I can be. That's right. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. He's trying to keep a straight face, I can imagine. I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I heard that or thought about that. I don't know how we ended up on that, but that's a great poll. Oh, dude. That is vintage. Hey, that's all timer. Oh, yeah. my God. That is that is vintage as hell. <laughs> but hey, look, man, you know, one of, one of the things we talk about survive in advance, right? Survive in advance. And uh, what's that other adage? Keep it simple. You got to beat the teams in front of you. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You have yep. to beat the teams in front of you. That's your path through the bracket, right? And I, I don't know how you explain Purdue. I, I just don't, other than being overrated. And, and I know this is kind of an oddball year. I get that. But, man, what a disaster. you got to focus on the task at hand. You have to win that game. You know, yeah. um, I don't know how Princeton beat Arizona. I don't – I, I don't know, I, but I do want to. Before we get away from this game, I do want to say Moore, Moore had an absolutely killer block with about twelve seconds left, uh, preserving mm -hmm. FDU sixty-one to fifty-eight lead. That block was critical, and it was an incredible play. Yes. So FDU took that, and that aggressiveness. You know, I'm sitting there watching Purdue, man, and I, I you know. What did you expect? You just figured they're going to lay down. You figure your Purdue just going to roll over them. I mean, you got to go out and earn it. And and they had a tough out last year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They had it. They've already had several tough outs. This is this is what you do. <sighs> rough, rough, rough. Credit to FDU, man. I'll raise a glass to that. Yeah. Are we getting ready to say, Shannon? I was going to say, I don't know how Princeton beat uh, Arizona, you know, because their shooting percentage was terrible. I think it was they, – they made, what, three of 20-some-odd three-pointers. Well, Arizona was three of 16 from the three. Uh, yeah. I mean, and Arizona was a top-ten scoring team in the nation. Like, that that was just awful. Well, they were whiffing all over the place on the late threes – I, you know, that's one of those things where you have to wonder if in the moment, the pressure of the moment, and a team tightens up and you start playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And I know, I know that's all cliched, right? But oh, no, those, you can tell. But those things happen. 
you know, they pucker up. You know what I mean? Some teams pucker up in the pressure. And that feels like that's kind of what that was. Arizona, by the way, is the first two seed to lose twice to a 15. And Arizona has lost five tournament games to teams seeded 13 or worse. No other team has lost more than three. Here's a fun one for you. Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina combined are 91-5 and five versus teams seeded 13 or worse. That means Arizona has as many losses to those teams as Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina combined. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. By the way, the last time an Ivy League team beat a Pac-12 team... UCLA Princeton. 96, first round Princeton. That that yeah. backdoor cut. Yes, sir. Pete Carrill, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a player in that team is the head coach of Princeton now. Nice. Yeah. Mitch Henderson. And uh I don't remember if he was on Dan Patrick or Rich Eisen, I forget. But it was a good listen. You should look that up if it's something you want to hear. It, it again it, it was a cool it was a cool little bit and um well worth the listen. But that's that's a squad of players, man. They got the you know they got hustled. They're not scrubs. That's that's a solid team. That's right. a solid team. And if you go in expecting that you're just going to beat them, and they just outwork you, and then they're dropping threes on you, I mean Langborg out there when they took down Missouri, like E, we had a little get together <clears throat> for uh, Maddox's birthday, kind of an impromptu thing. So Reagan and E stop by, and of course E. You know, uh, one of the teams he pulls for is Missouri. And so this is before Princeton was playing him. I'm like, well, we'll see how this goes. You know, maybe you'll get a, you know, Missouri win, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, Langborg is out there for Princeton just raining threes, dude. <laughs> yeah, kid went off. <laughs> I mean, good gracious. So, you know, Princeton feels like one of those teams where you, you just – you can't ex- just think you're just going to go roll them. You know, they're going to make you work for it. And that's that's a reflection of good team ball, obviously hitting their shots. You know, and at some point, we had a lot of games the first week, you know, the kind of this opening weekend. Like, I thought Kennesaw State was going to get that game, dude. Uh, Auburn went cold as hell in the second half versus Houston. Good God. Uh, I think they had historically, like, one of the worst shooting halves ever <laughs> again in that second half against Houston. That was, awful. That was bad. So that, there were several games where it looked like the team was going to, you know, get the upset, take the win or whatever. And they just couldn't finish, you know, they went cold or the, they got sloppy or they started turning the ball over or whatever. But there, there are some teams that had some ice cold finishes, man. And that is a, that's a tough way to go down for sure. Whew. Mm. I don't know. I guess I would ask what was, I don't know. What was like your favorite upset or I don't know, favorite game of the opening weekend. I I mean, if I'm going to say like favorite game, favorite upset, it was probably Furman over UVA. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just cause of the call and just the randomness and it's just being March. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that was just fun. I like. I, I get it that it sucked for UVA and Clark and all that. It did, but, but 
like just March. And like this is March. This is what happened. Like that's gonna be like next year's teaser trailer, you know, whatever you want to call it, or when they start doing the the commercials for March Madness. Oh my god, you know. Yeah. And that Harlan call is gonna be right there. It will and be. To me that 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 that's the one that was fun. Uh I would imagine yeah. by the way that Kihei Clark's throw will be in the we're gonna be oh, hearing, one shining moment. We're gonna hear Luther Vandross. You know what I mean? Oh, we're, one sharding moment. Yeah, we're sport, we're gonna but... hear Luther because they're gonna. Well, it's because it's not about Kihei. It's about Furman, <clears throat> right? Yeah. That I, oh, that there. that replay that has to be in there, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, he's immortal. <laughs> he's immortalized forever for the wrong moment. That sucks. Yeah. He That's... got Bill Bucknered, <laughs> or he Bill Bucknered himself. I don't yeah. know. Something. Oh, by the way. I, I am enjoying. Hmm? I'm enjoying these AT and T commercials with all the old school um, March Madness guys with like Adam Morrison and. Yeah, Greg I didn't realize that was that was like 2006. I can't believe that's Crazy, that long dude. ago. Oh my god, uh, that's right. Old. Like, think about hey, Matt. Think about how long ago Shane Battier was. Like, it, I know. It, like he's had a whole NBA career and is retired. <laughs> like you're like. What? <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's that long ago. Or that Butler game. That Duke Butler, Butler championship game. That was a long time mm -hmm. ago, dude. Yeah, that was, what, 13 years ago? Yeah, uh, uh, I think that was 2011. Was that 2011? Wasn't Batty running with Reddick? But, uh, was it 11? Okay, I yeah, thought it yeah, was maybe. 14. We'd have to double check. Either know. way, like some of these games, you're like, that wasn't, oh my god, that was 10 or 15 years ago. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I've enjoyed, uh, I've, I've done a lot of the March the March Madness Live app. So I've got that on the Apple TV, and they have a, a in there. You've got all the games and the game streams and the multi and the fast break streams where it'll bounce between games. But they also have they replay classic games, and then they also have like they'll they'll just show highlights like uh, big shots and big game endings and big moments from from games. And I just got roped in. I was like, look at Alan freaking Iverson out there just crushing people. You know, with Georgetown back in the day, and some of the, some of the highlights, you go, I can't believe that highlight looks that pixelated and old, right? <laughs> From some of these, <laughs> you're like, wow, that really is a long time ago. <laughs> so, because the footage is just so rough, um, but uh, you just get lost in it, and then you're like, I can't believe that was five years ago, or ten years ago, or fifteen years ago, or twenty years ago, or twenty five years ago, uh, but it was, right? It's just nuts. It's just nuts. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a, uh, I, need, I need a quick bathroom break, and then we should do a salute o'clock, and we have a couple more games to talk about, um, then we can do some wrap-up thoughts and peace out, but I have legitimately, I really got to piss. Okay. I mean, like, I feel um, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm puckering and clenching at the same time, man. That's not good. <laughs> no, I got, I got to pee. <laughs> I, I got to pee, homies. I'll be back. Late. All right, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, and I had to absolutely be like a racehorse, man. <laughs> what are you gonna do, right? Oh, so that that's like a, the automatic segment break. <laughs> anyway, um, well, let's circle back at number one. You know, Randy's not here tonight, so I'll raise a glass to him since he's uh, chilling with Bayheim somewhere down in Florida in the land of retirement. No, I'm just kidding about that. Um, now, Randy had some uh, a work trip to do, so he's down in Tampa, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. So hopefully that goes well for him. Safe yes. travels. Work and, trip. Yeah, work trip. Hoorah. How about that? So, uh, Matt, thanks for uh, thanks for stepping up, stepping up, stepping in, and, and hanging out. Appreciate that. You no so, problem, sir. Yeah, no, it's good. Hey, it's what's good. Mark doing? Mark's trying to get his beauty rest. Lord knows that that fucker needs a whole bunch of beauty rest. So there's not enough hours and minutes in the days. <laughs> Spring forward, fall back, just <laughs> just go in the loop, dude. <laughs> Eight a.m. <laughs> Stanford women lost, bro. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That is funny though. Uh, yeah, hopefully Mark can catch up at some point when we're doing the uh, yeah, maybe next week or the week after. Uh, should be good for next week. The week after might be. I don't know. We might run into some scheduling uh, snafus, but we'll see. Uh, by the way, our tenth uh, anniversary is the twenty third, so we're right around the corner from that. And one of these days, I need to dig up when Sarah and I got married, we honeymooned in Jamaica. And when we were in Jamaica, you and was it you and Mark or you and Randy? It was me and Mark. You and Mark uh, recorded an episode which never got published because because y'all jacked the audio up. And I've always I've always meant to go back and pull it and see if I can clean it up. I really need to see if I can dig that up because it would probably be really righteous to listen to that and uh your drunk <laughs> your drunken efforts at trying to record <laughs> a, a podcast in, in in my absence so the the, the drunken part was needed because if we tried to do it sober it wouldn't work yeah so. I'm, I'm very curious as, as to how just awful some of that podcast was but i bet there's some funny moments man but uh i would oh, imagine yeah. i would imagine that y'all tried to give us the business <laughs> somewhere in there <laughs> anyway i i do remember some sam jackson being dropped so i i have no doubt about that i have no doubt about that good old sam jackson well look uh let's raise a glass do a couple of salute clocks um and then we'll uh type some thoughts in a couple of ncaa games and i guess look at the sweet 16 and then bounce out of here <laughs> So I've got uh, <laughs> I've got my Stone IPA, a classic, always tasty, and of course I'm enjoying a very delicious Jack and Coke. Oh, this is round two of the Jack and Cokes because Uh-oh. I know because that is how I roll, and uh, we can raise a glass, man. Here's a, here's a random one, uh, Olympic medalist, Olympic gold medalist, excuse me, Dick Fosbury passed away. He is the creator of the Fosbury flop passed away at 76. So his move completely transformed the high jump. So for Dick Fosbury, the creator of the Fosbury flop, raise a glass to you, sir. Hell of a life and a hell of a move. (laughs) That's like a, that's a neat thing. The Fosbury flop, man. Yeah. Like that's, that's legacy is AF pretty sweet so anyway there's that that's what i've got shannon what you got bro i was rocking a port city golden export lager whoa i got a mix and match six pack at total wine Mm. so it was actually pretty tasty that's a lot of words it is (laughs) port city is the brewery and it's golden export lager just for playback purposes nice when you tag them there you go uh, Woodfield, what you got? Tea. Water and tea. Water and tea. Are you brewing tea with that? Uh... Unsweet tea, right? No. Come no. on, man. Unsweet. No sugar. Unsweet, bro. Splenda. Mm. No Splenda. 
Unsweet. Unsweet, man. You got to use the unsweet. A little lemon, maybe. Unsweet tea, bro. That's the way to go. Mm. Look, what did I call you the other week? Whitfield Whitfield Bremley. Shit for brains? I may have. No, I, I don't usually use that expression. Uh, no, Whitfield Bremley. Is that what it was? Diabetes. Yes. <laughs> Diabetes. I'm going to do it for Halloween. I'm going to grow my mustache out and make it kind of like bushy and everything. Yeah. And shave all this and have walk around. With a diabetes sign, sign. diabetes intensifies. <laughs> oh, we'll give you a bunch of candy bars just for good measure. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So I, I like how uh, you know Whitfield was was on this thing with his you know kidneys and his numbers and all this stuff, and I'm like, man, let me help you out, dude. Here's this you know tea maker that I got. Uh, from Costco. Let me let me send this to you. Go ahead and get it. And he was like, I should Venmo me some money. So I Venmoed this this ass hat like ten bucks. I'm like, here, I'll help you pay for it. Here's ten dollars, man. And um, he was like, Yeah, I got it. And it turns out it's his old dormant Venmo account. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't even fuck with it. I just um, laughed. Well, what should happen is it eventually it should go unclaimed and then get returned to me what should happen eventually but <laughs> other, otherwise event you know you'd have to like lay claim to it and work with venmo to do but i thought that was kind of that was so goofy that's so you <laughs> that's such mm-hmm. a you problem swear to god man mm. anyway there were some other games that, that were pretty tremendous i love the uh the florida atlantic run fau uh that was kind of fun and then them taking out memphis dude and look, Memphis has some legitimate gripes for sure. Uh, there were some moments in that game that that are really kind of tough. But look, uh, Memphis had the lead. They were up by one, and they had just the Kihei Clark's pass stands alone as the most atrocious of the tournament. But that cross court pass that Memphis did late is a close second. Man, that was terrible. Uh, FAU gets the ball. They're driving. And Memphis kind of, you know, I don't remember if the dude stumbled or what, but they end up in a pile, and it ends up in a tie-up. And uh, the possession arrow, of course, goes to FAU. But while they're while all this is, is unfolding, there's a point where Memphis is trying to call timeout. And the, the, the benches, the players on the, fi- on, on the field, on the court are, and the refs just don't grant it. And I don't know why they didn't grant it, but I will say – uh, look, great for FAU, okay? But watching that game live, real time, it definitely felt like Memphis got that ball and had possession. We're calling a timeout. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the rest were just like, nope, <laughs> no timeout for you, dude. Sorry. Uh, that was wild. Uh, but anyway, FAU ends up, you know, having the ball. They get the score. And then they end up blocking Memphis's desperation shot at the end, and and they win sixty six to sixty five. That was, that was a wild game. That was a wild game. Good, good on FAU uh, for getting that done. Arkansas taking out Kansas. That one was incredible. That mm. one was incredible. And Arkansas, keep in mind, had trailed by as many as t- I, th- I think they were down at least twelve, if not more. But I want to say they trailed by at least twelve. Uh, they ended up tying it up sixty five. At you know 65 65 pretty late in that they had a lot of clutch rebounding a lot of hustle and um you know it was 72 71 after there was a banked free throw 
that Wilson of, of Kansas, he was trying to miss it. He ended up banking that bad boy in, and he Arkansas did. just inbounds it and, and just runs out the clock, dude. And you get Eric Musselman over there being the muscle man, obviously. Taking ripping, his shirt off. Ripping off his shirt, <laughs> celebrating, <laughs> celebrating with the crowd. But yeah, M- Musselman was channeling, you know, if there's any soundbite he deserves – and I don't mean this, uh, you know, in any kind of uh, negative way. No, it's not that. Hot potato, hot potato. That's funny, but that's, that's not where I was going. That was not the one. <laughs> that was not what I was looking for. But that is pretty funny. That one applies to UVA. I don't give a fuck. Well, Musselman did not. <laughs> Clearly getting out there. Also not the one I was looking for. That's pretty funny, man. Great day. <laughs> no, what I wanted was that coaching soundboard that's got. <laughs> oh well, you know I guess this is appropriate. We're going streaking. <laughs> Maybe I was looking for this one. Come after me! <laughs> I'm a man. I'm forty. Yeah, Muscleman's a man. Check it out. <laughs> people have people have had so much fun, man, uh, laughing about that and what, I, dude? That guy was so excited, man. And keep in mind, this is the second straight year that Arkansas has taken out a one seed because they took out Gonzaga last year in the Sweet 16. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a hell of a job, um, them doing that. And uh, Kansas was definitely, you know, I, I'm not saying they would have repeated, which they obviously can't now, uh, but that's a, that's a tough way to go out, man, particularly with, you know everything that's been going on with Bill Self to not have him on the sideline. I don't know how much of a difference it would have made had he been on court with them. Uh, but that's a tough out for the defending champs, man. That's tough, and I hope he recovers. You oh, know, that's the that's the main thing. Of course, um, and hopefully he's all right for next season. Yeah, that that's a that's a scary spot, man. Anytime you get into heart issues, and that's always that's always tough, but. Um, kudos to Arkansas and, uh, you know, quite frankly, man, kudos to Houston for surviving Auburn, dude. Woo wee. I tell you, Auburn was, was, uh, all on them boys the first half, but that second half Houston was like, nope. Mm -mm." I believe they outscored Auburn. Was it 50 to 23 in the second half? Oh, it was a beat down. I mean, good gracious. Also, I I just got to say, um, Marquette. You guys need to convince Shaka Smart to shave his head again. Uh, yeah. First of all, he looks weird with hair. <laughs> but second of all, he needs to bring a little of the havoc back. And I think it's got to be Chrome Dome Shaka Smart for the havoc, right? Yes. I think yes. that's the only way that that works. So I was hoping Marquette was going to have a little bit of a run in them. And then uh, obviously that uh, that clearly did not happen. So... I don't know, man. So it's the way that it goes, dude. It's the way that it goes. But you know, it's been a fun tournament so far. I really hope that the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four, and the Championship Game uh, give us some very you know dramatic moments and some fun moments. I really hope they do. I'm curious. I would imagine Princeton is probably considered the worst of the Sweet Sixteen teams. Uh, I would think, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what they got in the tank. But you know, we've had a lot of tremendous upsets. Uh, FDU sticking Purdue, Furman sticking UVA. Uh, th- those are the ones that people will certainly go back to. ECU covering the spread at the buzzer. Oh my God, that one was. 
<laughs> for all the betters, for all the betters, that that's so ridiculous that that even happened. <sighs> the bad beat. That's the bad beat of the tournament so far. Probably. I wonder. I, let's see what awful announcing has on this one. Bolts are well oiled machine offensively. Gonzaga. <laughs> I like the crowd's just like ah. <laughs> All them people cheering were TCU betters. Yeah, brutal March Madness. <laughs> How literally, I cannot please. believe they rolled that ball down the court and then picked it up and just chucked up essentially a half court three with point seven seconds. <laughs> that was incredible, dude. Gonzaga didn't care; they were just no. like, yeah, whatever. Just no, shoot. why? Why would they? I mean that's kind of like that end of the um, that end with uh, Penn State against Texas, and the guy got fouled on the three, and it was a, oh my god, and it's a four point play. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> a freaking four point play, man! What kind of backdoor cover is that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so ridiculous, dude. Uh, by the way, also like the FAU's. Martin with that absolutely worthless, meaningless last second dunk attempt, which he Come missed. On, which man. he missed. Dude, if you're going in for the dunk in garbage time, you got you gotta at least stick it. You gotta at least stick it. And, and look, should he have gone for that dunk? The answer is no. no. Okay. But he missed the three hundred and sixty degree dunk attempt. <laughs> and got booed out of the building. For it. <laughs> yeah, he got booed, man. I think I, let's see if this is the audio of it. Martin's going to come in and miss the jam and some booze from the fans. Corbin Anderson's upset. Boo. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I you know, I'm less I'm less upset about the dunk attempt as I am at him just completely shanking it. <laughs> oh, dude. Come on, man. If you're going to go in for, like, the little punctuation, man, you actually got to hit it. <laughs> you got to do it, bro. You got to do it. And your coach has to apologize on behalf of the university. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Oh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, I love this in the post game. Uh, this is uh, John L. Davis in the post game after uh, FAU, after they took out uh, Memphis on that. Uh, John L. Davis is the first player, by the way, uh, with 25-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists, and 5-plus steals in a men's tournament game. That's a hell of a stat line, isn't it? Not bad. Not bad. I love this, though. Here's the uh, – let's see. Uh, maybe, I'll play, maybe I can play the unedited one because I, I, have, I have one from CBS Sports, but, of course, they beep him out. That's not as fun. Let's, get the, let's see if we can get the real deal. The audio quality is probably terrible, though. Are you a player that plays in a moment like this with something to prove about yourself? Yeah, a lot. I've been, I've been trying to prove this shit since they want. Oh. That's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it happens to all of us. We're on True TV, man. <laughs> We're on True TV, man. It's okay. <laughs> I like that. What a great job by the reporter. It's, it's, we're on True TV, dude. It's all good. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching except your team. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You, you're all right. <laughs> Gosh darn it. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. <laughs> and doggone it. 
people like and me. doggone it people like me <laughs> yeah for sure that was pretty good oh man that sequence at the end of that FAU Memphis game no wonder Penny Hardaway threw that bottle I get it <laughs> I get it <laughs> by the way Iowa State next time warm up would you Oof. take the warm up shots y'all come on man <laughs> They shot yeah. tw- they shot twenty three percent from the field and nine nine and a half percent from three point range. Warm up next time, dude. Pro tip. <laughs> Pro tip. Bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> yeah. Bad strategy. Bad strategy, to say the least. Good God. Bad idea. Bad idea. Oh Lord, I'm going through my tabs now. What else do I have open, man? Got some, we'll we'll revisit the Sweet Sixteen in a second. Uh, Matt, uh, let me ask you, what was your uh, I don't know, what was your your best takeaway or, or favorite moments of the uh, the opening weekend, opening rounds? It just felt like there were so many blocks. This tournament that I got, I haven't seen before. I mean, like a shitload of them. There was like more often than not. You know, I was, remember saying something. Mark was like, "Yeah, there are." Um, <clears throat> there were definitely some games where there were some serious block parties going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, <clears throat> damn it, that's all right. <laughs> um, get the phlegm out. Yeah, you <laughs> smoke another one. Um, I was really shocked at um, Duke. I think Duke had a, a final four run. But yeah. like I told you that night, those boys were like physical, and they don't play physical uh, ball in a- ACC. Not like that. I mean, um, you know, yeah. Was I disappointed with that one? Of course. I thought Duke had a better run than them. They'd had a nice finish to the season, a nice run through the ACC tournament. Uh, look, here's the deal, man. They uh, and Rick Barnes knew he he wanted them to drag Duke down into the mud. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. And that's what they did. So that game was called in a way that was certainly conducive to Tennessee being able to beat up on Duke. And here's the thing. It's not just that that Tennessee was able to play that physically with them. It's that they hit all kinds of shots late. You know, uh, th- there was one dude, and I don't, I don't remember his name, but, I mean, God bless. I feel like he just couldn't miss. And so they kept making shots. That and Duke turned the ball over a ton. They turned the ball over a lot. What did they have, 15 turnovers? It was gross. Yeah, they only averaged like 10 and a half. Yeah, it, it was gross. So, And they had some opportunities. They had some moments. They had a rally late, and I really thought it was a crap call because they ended up dinging uh, Filipowski for – an offensive foul, and I just thought, yeah, it was, I thought it was absolute nonsense. But that was their last great big push, and they needed that, and that that hurt them a lot. But you know, the way that game was officiated, that was a, that was basket brawl, and Tennessee mm-hmm. that that's much more in line with the way Tennessee plays, um, and it just from a physical standpoint, that's a that's a bigger, stronger team than you know. That's a very young Duke squad. And we yeah. talked we talked about a pre podcast with Kentucky and Duke in particular. Uh, those are young teams, and you get to the tournament and you've got these teams that have these 
you know, fifth year seniors and these third and fourth year guys, the the tournament is is ripe for them to put a stamp on things. And what you hope with these one and doneers, and I'll say it again, I don't know that anybody has done the one and dones as well as Kentucky and Duke have. But mm-hmm. you're banking on a lot with their development and growth over the course of a season and hoping that they can put enough together in the tournament that they can make a run. But th- those are NBA pipeline squads. It's what they are, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not sitting there going, you know what? We're going to have this team together for the next three years because that's just not how it is. you know. And if somebody, if they have other recruits coming in, they're going to displace somebody. They're either hopping to the NBA or they're going to jump on the transfer portal and go somewhere else. So, you know, it, it Duke and Kentucky, for as fascinating and as much success as they've had with the one and dones, there are limit limitations to that. Yeah. And the the tournament, you get some of these more mature teams if they're older players and they can just body people up and they call and they and they officiate a game in the way that they did there then <laughs> you can kind of beat up yeah. some people. And they, they beat Duke up. They beat him yeah, up. They, did. they beat him up. That took a toll on them. They're obviously not used to that. That's not how the ACC really is. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't phys- physical games in the ACC, but that Tennessee-Duke game was extra physical. I mean, that felt mm-hmm. like, like 80s, 90s era. You know what I mean? I mean, they really let them Bad go. boy Pistons. Yeah, I mean, they really let them beat up on – a lot of people and get very physical and uh, there were some elbows. Filipowski had a big old gash under his eye and you know, people that know how to place an elbow, they don't have to throw the elbow where it's blatant, but they know how to place an elbow and Tennessee knows how to place an elbow. (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, they hit the shots. They hit the shot. That's the thing. Yeah. they, They, they played physically but they hit their shots, man. And that's what did Duke in. Turnovers, defense that wasn't quite up to snuff. And I think that uh, dealing with a team like Tennessee where they were, they were they could play that physically, you know, that, that's a young squad. And I think, um, you know, that that's the price you pay. You, sometimes you have games that go that way. Is it – I'm going to butcher this poor guy's name. Olivier – and Kamaway, I don't, I, you know. Kamaway sounds right. Kombucha. A <laughs> <coughs> dude got taken out by some kombucha tea. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this kombucha? <clears throat> kombucha. Kiss my kombucha. Uh, he had a career high. Now, look, he had they a drafted career, who? They drafted who? Uh, they had, he had a career high 27 points. He had 13 straight for Tennessee during a stretch in the second half. I mean, it was just. You know, I mean that that was some bully ball. I mean Tennessee. It's like straight- that kid from you. Go ahead. Like the kid from UConn, that African guy. His accent is so heavy. When they were interviewing, I was like, "What's he saying?" I haven't watched enough UConn ball this year to tell you. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I, 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 one quick point. I'm gonna tell you this would not be. I would not be surprised if this is like the first time we don't get ones in a Final Four. It's just like that. I mean. You got te- teams like Xavier, Texas, um, Michigan State, UConn, Gonzaga. Because I think Gonzaga is a three. They're flying under the radar this year. Any, you know, that they, they can d- definitely make a run. And I think this is like this is like the first year. You just like 
excited, really excited because you've got the big, big names going down. You got uh, the ones and some ones and some twos going down. You got UConn with their resurgence with uh, Hurley. Well, you know, you know me. I do love some UConn. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know what else you got? What? You have Uncrustables. Well, I will say this: there's nothing wrong with PB and J. I didn't say no, it was. we didn't say and, anything and, about. And one of the greatest things ever created was those Uncrustables. Oh my goodness! I, really, I didn't discover yeah. those until very late in life. Well, it's like I, peanut butter and jelly growing up. Yeah. I, and then this dude told me about them. Greg told me about them, and I keep them stacked in the freezer at home. Yeah, I, I love those things. They <laughs> talked about. Man. Some- you should have gotten the video. Dude. <laughs> you should have gotten the video with uh, when they were talking about Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, that, that was that funny I sent too. Over. Oh yeah, my god, that was funny too. Look, man, when you get a hot Krispy Kreme and the thing just dissolves Ooh, in your mouth, oh, hot lamp, so good. yeah, buddy, they're so good. They're so good. I mean, it, look, mm. if you love cake style donuts, man, so be it. But you get a fresh, hot Krispy Kreme, hot lamp, baby, hot lamp, dude. Mm-hmm. Those are Damn phenomenal. Good. Those yeah, are buddy. they're so good, man. They're so good. Man, it's uh, almost as good as sex. Well, okay. <laughs> Damn. Justin Whit- Whitfield's hot us? Whitfield's hot lamp in action. So, <laughs> I guess if you, I guess if you can't fill holes, you can fill up with donut holes. Good for you, yes. bro. <laughs> <laughs> or, or as Drew Timmy, might, or as Drew Timmy might say, well, uh, you know, uh, before they announce our starting lineup at home, I was like, in seven straight okay. Sweet Sixteens, I'm like, we cannot be the team that fucks this one up. So we cannot be the team that fucks this one up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did he just really say fuck? <laughs> he, he did. I, I, I had to do a double take too. I'm like, did he just say that? He, he, he did. He That's because it wasn't CBS. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's okay. They can just shake it off, man. Yeah. Oh, oh I, think that's our, I think that's our first song drop of the whole night. I think it is. Wow. As a matter of fact. Whoa. Yeah, man. There you go, McGuffin. Just for you. You is going to say fuck, 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 fuck. Don't hurt yourself, bro. Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, God. I think... Wow, yeah, thanks a lot, YouTube, for resetting all the songs, man. I had everything pegged where I needed it. And then uh, this whole... So what I believe... This whole thing is, like, all reset. But you know what? Kihei Clark, if there's a song for you today... Oh, my God. <laughs> hey. I wonder if, uh, I would call a timeout. <laughs> I wouldn't throw the ball away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if uh, because you know, because look, you damn well know that Kihei Clark regrets letting that ball go. Yes, he does. <laughs> I wonder if uh, he got a, a call from um, Chris Weber. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. 
Unlike you. What? I didn't have a timeout. <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh. Calling me crime, bitch. Dan, tell you killed this. I understood the assignment. No, you didn't. He, he, he no. did not understand the assignment. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy's here? What's going on? That's what that's what everybody said about their brackets. True <laughs> story. Yeah. Our, Fuck them. Our brackets are crap. I mean, it wouldn't be Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. You damn right we did start the fire. <laughs> on the brackets. It's all trash. Straight trash. It's all homie. trash, man. Straight trash, homie. <laughs> For sure, dude. We definitely need to let them mofos go. Bloody! Hey, look, I, I, I haven't even checked my brackets like, you know, in, in a couple of days. Because what's the point? What's, what's the point? What's dude? the point, man? I checked to see how many teams I, I mean, had made in six, uh, 16. I probably won't check uh -huh. it again until. Hey, this is what, I, this is what I say about my brackets at this point. Do I look like I give a fuck? Do we get <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. But hey, look. Look, I still have my some of my Final Four squads attack, man. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Much like the Titanic, they're about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> also a true story. <laughs> my brackets will go on? Yes. Uh, I like how Lindy said, I'm glad nobody had any money on any of these brackets. Oh, <laughs> my God, dude. Yeah. Can we get a refund? <laughs> can we get a refund? By yeah. the way, CBS is probably sitting there going, can we get some actual decent teams for this Final Four so we can get some viewers? Because I don't know. Bro. Yeah, I heard. Now, this is interesting. Um, I forgot where I heard it. But after the first day, out of the 20 million uh, brackets that were done on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Only 638 were still right. Yeah, I mean it. it That's went, just insane. It went downhill in a hurry because um, look, first of all, it, don't don't put a lot of faith in UVA. That's a mistake. Can't but, do it. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Not on Purdue. <laughs> no, but Purdue Purdue losing, Kansas losing, Duke going out in the second round. I mean, and, and and you gotta throw in what Princeton did Arizona eating the ass early. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean Ooh. you had a bunch you had a bunch of teams going down in game one, game two that just you virtually guarantee that it blows the brackets up. I mean that's just mm -hmm. that's just the way that it is, man. I mean I could have lived with Virginia, but when Arizona went down Yeah It's like yeah. Yeah, that was tough, bro. That was tough. Cause I had Arizona going to eight, I think. Womp womp. Yeah, I had them in the elite eight as yeah. well. <laughs> I was like, oh well. Eh, bleh. All right. So looking at the Sweet Sixteen, I guess going forward, we know kind of what's happened, and we need to start wrapping up so we can get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I but, gotta go bad. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. I know we're closing on two, so let's, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, put a bow on it. I suppose. Um, looking at the Sweet 16 going forward, my question for you would be, is there a storyline that you're super interested in? Uh, who are you pulling for or rooting against? And then, um, I don't know, kind of what do you hope, what do you hope comes out of it? I mean, for me, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not really rooting for 
anybody specifically. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I mean, we got an upset so far. Let's keep on making this interesting. I mean, Michigan State's seven. Let's see what they can do. We know, I know, um, uh, is his record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and you got UConn coming playing well. Gonzaga lower seed this year. I mean, Houston um, is a one, but I forgot the kid's name. I don't know how much farther they can make it without that kid who got injured. I can't. Yeah, are you talking about name. Sasser? I think it is Marcus Sasser. Yeah, yeah. that sounds that sounds right. Um, and uh, I just I know Miami isn't Miami still in it. Yeah, Miami. That's who they play. That's who Houston yeah. plays. Yep. Right. So that I, that's I think Miami. I think Houston's going to have their hands full with Miami. At the I agree. I think Miami's going to Miami could, could could take Houston out. I mean, everybody says Alabama is the favorite. You know. You know what? And they very my. I got to tell you. Well. I got to tell you. One of my favorite names is is a Miami player, Wuga Poplar. I mean, what is so popular? What a name, Wuga Poplar. That name isn't that name enough is almost is almost sufficient for me to be like, go Miami. I'll throw up a U. Why not? Wuga, <laughs> Wuga Poplar, Wuga Wuga, and Isaiah Wong. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty clutch. <laughs> Wong and Wugu. Yeah, that's sounds fantastic. like a law firm. <laughs> it does. anyway keep going but you know um so i think i think we're in for a ride i hope so i i I think we are because i think i I think with this just expect the unexpected well i look my my regular fan look you know uva's out duke's out kentucky's out vcu's out Shaka Smart and Marquette are out. I mean, most anything that would be a reasonable rooting interest for me is is over, right? It's just gone. So it's more about what what's something that captivates my attention and what kind of storyline do I hope for? And uh, I don't, I don't know that I can root for Alabama to win, uh, but I, I think no, it's a football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I would be really okay if it was if it was something like random or unexpected you know like if Creighton makes a run like that would be neat Michigan State making a run would be cool and I look I think Gonzaga finishing it off and actually getting a title that'd be pretty sweet for them so I said it last week I'll say it again I think that would be awesome if uh Gonzaga got it done but however it plays out give me a little bit of drama you know what was it? I don't know if TNT still uses that tagline. Wasn't it TNT knows drama or TNT loves drama back in the day? Yeah. You know, give me that. Give me that. That'll make me happy. I don't know. I love the West matchups: Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA. Mm-hmm. Of course, the 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 bubble. East, uh, Gonzaga half court shot to win that Final Four game was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh. I feel like this is almost like the rubber match of NCAA tournament games between those two schools. Yeah, well, UCLA has got to stop losing people to injuries. Yeah, they do. I I feel like the South. I feel like Bama's just that. That's Bama's to lose. Mm-hmm. I, you get San Diego State, and you get the winner of Creighton Princeton. 
I mean, I know, I know we've had some upsets and all that, but just just the way that um, uh, Nate Oates has that team rolling right now, um, and no pun intended, I, I'm not sure San Diego State challenges them. Maybe they get it to well, within ten. That's but. a lot of the San Diego State's. A, that's a lot of. That's a lot of D, not a lot of O. You know what I mean? Yeah. And usually, you'd hope if you're giving a lot of D, you're getting a lot of O. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. You'd true story. True story. You'd hope. You'd hope. On and off the court. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're gonna deliver, man. <laughs> Better click, click, pull, man. Yeah, yeah dude. Better to click, click, pull out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Um, boy, anyway. New York City, Madison Square Garden has to be pissed right now. They've got Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Kansas State, Michigan State. When they could have had Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke, and Purdue. Um. Mm. Yeah. But I, I kind of like to see. Tennessee and Michigan State win those games and have an absolute freaking slugfest. Oh, they might. Yeah, those two teams. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Rick Barnes and Tom Izzo, th- those teams, boy, if they advance, that's going to be an absolute slugfest. Yep. First to 50 wins. Houston, Miami. Um, I think Miami's a good story, but I think Houston's size will just – I think that'll carry the day for them, but don't underestimate Miami's backcourt because those kids can ball out. Uh, Texas Xavier. I totally forgot that Sean Miller went back to Xavier. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. And um, that, that makes is, that. Is, is he bringing some extra shirts? Uh, he ask, needs, he asking, needs like five shirts a game. Asking for a friend. He, he needs to be like Musselman and just take his shirt off. He know? might. He might. <laughs> <laughs> Although the crowd's probably like, no, don't put your shirt on. Clack, 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 clack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I, man. I, I don't know. I think I had Texas getting to the Elite Eight, but um, I, I think I kind of like Xavier to win that game. All right. Just, just for no reason other than I think uh, the coaching – advantage there i think sean's a good coach um but if i'm looking at the final the newly final four i'm looking at bama houston gonzaga and that east man i want to go michigan state why not yeah well i'm sure you can guess the team with the best odds when you're talking about betting the best odds to win is alabama uh, yeah, yeah, but so so they're plus three fifty. Houston's plus four hundred. The Bruins are plus eight hundred. Then it's the Huskies plus nine hundred. Texas plus nine hundred. Creighton plus a thousand. Gonzaga plus eleven hundred. And then it starts skyrocketing. Princeton's like plus fifteen thousand. <laughs> so don't think that's happening. One of sixteen, man. But that's all I, you can I, ask I know, for. I know. I know. And then, really, with with Tennessee, I think it's just do they let them just beat up on people? But uh, Creighton yeah. and Gonzaga that'd be that'd be kind of fun. I guess the Hurley component of Connecticut is is again. I don't I don't like UConn, but at least uh, I, I could have some solace in the you know one of the Hurley boys being part of that one. Texas recovering from the Chris Beard debacle. Yes. You know, good on them. I, and yeah, I'm, good on them. 
Yeah, Seriously. good on them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. To me, if you're rooting for underdogs, Creighton and Gonzaga, right? And if and I think Michigan State's a, a pretty incredible story. And Xavier, I mean, that'd be pretty neat. Uh, Arkansas, I mean, they've won a title before. So Princeton would be wild. Princeton making a, a, a you know winning another game or two would be absolutely batshit insane. And uh, Ola. Ross Tucker, who knows what his Twitter feed will look like if Preston keeps winning. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, by the way, and we haven't really talked a lot about uh, the women's field. Number one, Caitlin Clark's badass. Uh, yeah. And uh, Dawn Staley. How many wins did she hit, Shannon? Uh, 400. 400. Good God. If Mark had been here, he would have kept us up to date on all of this. Thanks a lot yeah. for not being here, Beauty Rest. Sleeping Beauty, old D-Stat over there. <laughs> one thing that I thought was kind of funny was this whole idea with Virginia Tech and the NCAA banned the school from playing it because they're a number one seed, but they're, they're in, they were in Blacksburg. What the hell do you think is going to happen? And they wouldn't let them do Inner Sandman? No, they wouldn't let them do Inner Sandman. So it didn't matter because you know what the students did? They sang Inner Sandman. I think that's I think that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. Enter Sandman acapella. <laughs> Whatever, man. You can't ban school spirit. Hey, so, I, look, I saw it, it's I not saw, a neutral site, y'all. No, it, it's it, a home it, game. It's a it's it's a you, you can you can pretend that it's a neutral site all you want. It's a freaking home game. Get yeah, out exactly. of here. Hmm. I, I did see a funny meme tonight that said um my neighbor called the police on me because I played Metallica too loud, and then the pol- police arrested the neighbor. <laughs> that made me laugh. Good, good, good. Uh, by the way, Shannon, you, uh, you spent some time doing band stuff back in the day, right? What did you play? Yeah. Remind me. Uh, alto saxophone. Alto saxophone. I figured you for a triangle guy. The ding, the ding, the ding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Whitfield played the drums. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Did you ever do like pet band stuff? What did you do? Jazz Dude, band? Dude, I did. I did it all. Marching band, concert band, pet band, jazz band. I did it all. All the things. Whitfield, what did you do? Jazz band. Yeah. Neil Diamond, pretend cover band. What? He shut up. <laughs> anyway, the only reason I bring this up is because I think there's 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 two uh two bands that deserve a little love. Number one, Farley Dickinson doesn't have a band. Huh. You know who filled in for them? Dayton. Who? Dayton's oh. pet band stepped up and acted as as FDU's pet band. That's cool as hell, man. Yeah, good on them, man. They borrowed That's the Dayton. Awesome. They borrowed the Dayton Flyers pet band. <laughs> good on them. Nice. Yeah, good on them. And then Furman, Furman's band was in Ireland. That's where I'll be in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Oh, I hope I hope you have I hope you you guys have a great trip, man. Me too, bro. I hope Me the too. girls love it and safe travels. I hope you guys have a great time, man. That'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, Furman, man. Like 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 I think it was a uh, the deal was like they had a trip and it got delayed by COVID. But anyway, 
Mm. I mean, not like Furman's, you know, making the NCAAs every year. I guess you're not counting on that out of the Paladins. <laughs> but anyway, so North Greenville University, their band played for Furman. That's like, awesome. Like, how great is that? Right? Dude, that's great for the band because they get to go, you know, get out and enjoy Hell the game. Yeah, and dude. you're, you know, it's, you're helping out someone else and you get to go play. Like, it's the best. Dude, I mean, if, if I mean, to get to go hang out at the tournament, that's sweet. what a great deal. Oh, it's awesome. I got to do two state basketball tournaments when I was in high school, my sophomore and junior years, and it's it's the best. We got in free to Rupp Arena, got to watch, I think, two games because they were like afternoon like sessions. So they yeah. had two, 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 and two. And uh, we got to watch two games and play and cheer on your team. So, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. So that was just like one of those rando things, but good on them, dude. Good on them. Well done. Well done. Salute. 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 For, oh my gosh, I still have a little bit of this Jack and Coke. I just finished this beer. <laughs> I gotta finish this Jack and Coke, which means I guess, Matt, I'm calling you in a couple of minutes. <laughs> anyway. Alright. So, I'm pretty content just to let the stuff play out, but again, I'll, I'll say again, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'm, I'm going to be pulling for Michigan State. I cannot believe I'm even saying that. Although, I, 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 although Shannon, I was pulling for Kentucky. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was pulling for Duke, and I mean, <laughs> you're playing Tennessee, dude. So yeah, I, well, I, I, I know you're not like go Vols. <laughs> like no, I know that. No. <laughs> Uh, that's not the deal. No. Gross. Or yeah. as Randy would say, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Blow Duke. <laughs> I'll turn the volume up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's all you guys are going to do is blow Duke, I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> or go to Tampa. Whatever works, Randy. Or go to Tampa. <laughs> Drink a lot of beer. And- yeah. Go on a work trip. Yeah, work trip. Work trip. Yeah, whatever, Air. Randy. Whatever, he's dude. A, he's down in Tampa going to some titty bars. We know how this is going. <laughs> yeah, damn right he is. <laughs> <laughs> Cigar City. Hoorah. There you go. Yeah, man. Yeah. That look, bro. If they break out the thong song, man, just have some dollar pills ready, Randy. You'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, remember, there's no sex in the champagne room. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what they tell you. No No matter what they tell you. Yeah, he's going to scores. Mm. Yeah, there's a place down there called scores. Yeah, that's where he's at. That's terrible. That's funny, though. Oh, my God. Are you telling me he creamed a cream? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, Randy, we love you. We're just giving you crap. Creamed a cream. <laughs> Safe travels. Have a great word trip, man. <coughs> anyway. <coughs> All right. Oh, my pants. Oh, God. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. <laughs> hey, it's my idol. 
<laughs> what, Frank Sinatra? Or no, Al Bundy? Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. No, I'm just kidding. Love and marriage, love and marriage. <laughs> anyway, aren't they doing a... Uh, a reboot, uh, aren't a, they? A, an animated mm-hmm. reboot? Isn't that the thing? Like, it's an animated one, but it's the most of the original cast voicing... Yeah. That might, I think so, yeah. That might be really cool. At some point I should probably go back and I don't know I don't know how well that show holds up. I'd be curious to go back and rewatch some of it. Cause I I loved that show as a kid. Which I yeah. yeah, cause you were Bud Bundy. <laughs> had had your blow up doll. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you were always visiting? Yes. That's, where, oh. that's where that blew up all went. Now I know. Oh, I just no. need a pillow, Justin. <laughs> I, I should have taken that. I should have taken that instead of Walkman. <laughs> yeah, probably should have stole oh, that instead God. of the Walkman. That's a true story. He did steal a Walkman from me back in the day. I don't even know how we ended up being friends. You're a lucky bastard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, you're a lucky bastard. <laughs> Maybe because you never got me in any real trouble. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have some good memories. We have good stories. Uh, all right. Well, let's get let's let's get out of here then. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the Sweet Sixteen uh, again. Give me give me some uh, give us some great games and some great storylines. Um, I don't have any real vested rooting interest in a lot of it, but it's just it's just a wild year, man. I feel like so many upper tier teams got taken out, and it's just kind of an oddball college year anyway. I think it would be fitting if it was like, you know. Gonzaga finally gets it done, or Creighton. Like, how weird would it be if Creighton won the national championship? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what? <laughs> or Princeton makes wins another couple of games. It would just be, it, it would just be wild. Um, I don't know how well the TV ratings would be. <laughs> That's a different issue, uh, but it would be fascinating. It'd be fascinating. Anyway, hopefully next time we record, maybe we'll have a little bit more traction on Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson, and we'll see where we're at with the tournament. But uh, look, as always, thanks for putting up with our crap, and I uh, had a good time. It was great to catch up with you guys and chit-chat and BS, so it was good to hear your voices and just shoot the breeze, man. You know I always appreciate that and enjoy it. Uh, but look, as always, from all of us to all of you, enjoy the week, enjoy the games, may your brackets, whatever is left of your bracket, survive. <coughs> uh, be careful of those. Be careful of those bets, man. Those backdoor covers will get you. <laughs> Poker in the front, liquor in the rear, man. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> right? Isn't that right, Todd? Mm-hmm. Wear the screech around. <laughs> anyway, oh, Lord. The right. around. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, oh, all right, McGuffin, go get some rest. Whitfield, go get some rest. Uh, actually, I might I might hit you up real quick. I still got half a Jack Coke to drink, so we might shoot the breeze for a couple of minutes while we let Shannon go to bed. Yeah, so I gotta we, go. So we can go. <laughs> so we can go brew beer tomorrow. People are thirsty, man. People are thirsty. <laughs> hey, look, <clears throat> stay thirsty, my friend. Yes, sir. All right, all right, guys, go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. As always, we're the sports brew from all of, all of you. <clears throat> Enjoy. We'll catch you on the flip side. <clears throat> as always, our home. God bless. <clears throat> as always, our home feeds on Podbean. You can find us on Spotify, LiveSportsCaster.com, a whole bunch of other hosting services and channels. Man, keywords are sports and brew. 
look it up. If you like having some beers, having some fun, shooting the crap, then you should enjoy putting up with our junk. And if not, just have another drink. You'll get there. Right? <laughs> Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! That's right. <laughs> Alright, guys. Go get some rest, man. We'll catch you later. Catch you later. Alright, night. Alright, night. Night. <laughs> Out.